buzzing horde surrounds you, segmented bodies of clicking steel gathering close for the kill. Four heroes in a city thrown to chaos stand against them in the shattered remnants of a nearby grocery store. They are... Uh, the Secret Secretor! Uh, I'm skating through the aisles on my bare, sweaty feet to lube up the place. And also grabbing as many bug bombs from the this bug aisle as I can. <laughs> what is that aisle called? Bug outdoor, aisle. The outdoor aisle. The outdoor bug indeed aisle. aisle. Yes, indeed. Uh, and then there's also... Patient hero. And I am patiently awaiting as a disembodied head behind a box of checks <laughs> waiting for unsuspecting flies to come into my mouth. <laughs> reading I could, I could the little maze in the backs of the check spots. Yeah. Are I you could fine, be carrying fruity? you around. Do you want a form of transportation? Later! <laughs> because also beside uh, these two mighty heroes is their friend. I will see you now. <laughs> <laughs> that it? That's all her interaction is. Is just her name. And then immense laughter. Yeah. No, Agustina, she knows what it is like not to have enough. And right now, she is not enough of herself. Oh, she's very she's tiny. she's still very small. Mm. So she climbs up, up, up to the top of her shelf, of the, of the shelf. <laughs> She's climbing up to the top of the shelf. And <laughs> an epic music playing in the background, and then it zooms out. And it's just oh, she's like... looking for resources in which to destroy Metal Bug. Yes, and uh, the resource uh, gatherer of the party is also beside her, uh, for there is... Mama Jay, and I'm going down, you know, the, the hostess and the little Debbie Isles reading the nutrition facts. I will soon stop at the deli and maybe get some prosciutto for dinner. Can you make prosciutto? Or would it be like off-brand ham? I mean, yeah, I like spam prosciutto. It. Yeah, it'd be nasty. Like, bad prosciutto is bad. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> you heard it here first. Prosciutto Union, we're coming at you. Sweet at us. Your favorite dried meats. <laughs> yes, and these heroes. Stand against the mostly ignored buzzing horde, uh, for this is our return to superheroes. And uh, I'm Patrick, your DM for RP Gentlemen, and I am here with uh, Dan, David, Laura, and Lauren, who are playing the uh, superheroes campaign. And uh, we are st stepping into the middle of it, the thick of the fighting, kind of. I guess some of you plan to maybe. Uh, but... The hordes of Major Mosquito has descended upon the city of Minneapolis uh, after you guys' foiling of the steampunks uh, beneath the Mill City Museum. Uh, Did we foil them? We? Well, he said before, uh, Archibald, Archibald Vermilion uh. said that he'd foiled some plan of his uh, before he departed. Actually, no, he got shot in the back of the knee. And I think bled out in the ground by Augustina. <laughs> that sounds like a foiling. Yeah. It sounds like Augustina. Yeah. Uh, but then uh, your cousin um, was... Sergey. Sergey was revealed to be Major Mosquito. What? What? Uh, I don't think that was revealed to me. Well, uh, that is... Very strange. It's now revealed. <laughs> it's now revealed. What a twist! <laughs> ah! Oh, 
I gotta say, I didn't see that coming. I didn't, no. Twist that perhaps I should have saved for I thought he was like a shark man or something. What? Sergey the Shark. Yeah, but like that was his job title. his job. Sergey the Shark. Major Mosquito. Sergey the Major Mosquito Shark. Let's say. Okay, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, twist happened. Twist occurred at some point along the way. And uh, <laughs> you guys flew off on the back of a giant bird that uh, Augustina had transformed into. Uh, or had I had released. You released <laughs> from her Russian nesting I doll body. Her. <laughs> I molted the bird mm. straight on out of my body. We really have to think of a more concise way to explain your powers. Okay, so, like, you know the Russian nesting <laughs> No, I'm kidding. No. Uh, it resulted in you becoming very small. And uh, then you guys flew off the buzzing horde of Major Mosquito after you, um, and you crash-landed after they uh, swooped down from above and uh, into this grocery store where you are all now making a stand against these metallic creatures with long, sharp, needle-like proboscis and uh, like clawed hands of glowing red segmented eyes. And they have hands of eyes? The hands have eyes, their eyes have hands. The hills have eyes! The hills have eyes! (laughs) So, so like, we're from Minnesota, right? We deal with mosquitoes on a regular basis. Yes. And they're pretty bad already. Uh, What are these mechanical mosquitoes? Are they, like, just regular bad, or are they really bad? Uh, You know that these mosquitoes are of the most dangerous kind of all. They are mosquitoids. Uh, oh, no. Yes. <laughs> Just as I feared. <laughs> the famed enforcers of uh, the uh, major mosquitoes' brigades. Okay. Do, uh, do I know any lore about their weaknesses, or are they just tiny little droids? These are no microscopic machines, David. The, each one of the mosquitoes stands six feet tall. What? They're an inch. These are, they're like, they stand with, like, they have, uh, oh, six legs. Oh, screw you and your punks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and their segmented eyes are, like, ah. about the same level as yours. <laughs> you just get it. I just got it. I was like, they're bigger than David in real life, almost. Yeah. yeah Very close. That's, I use David as my measuring stick for all of my villains. That's not suggestive of anything. Cool. Uh, so you're all in the midst of taking actions. I'm going to have you resolve them in the order you said them in. So, first of all, Maggie, a.k.a. the Secret Secretor, you are slipping and sliding on your own spit and going towards the barbecue slash pest control aisle. Yeah, but now that I realize these bugs are not living, so they would not be affected by bug spray, correct? No, yeah, they They're are. not like android mosquitoes? No, they are robotic mosquitoes. Okay. Like These are entirely machinery. All right, but the... Cookout and camping aisle still has plenty of flammable liquids. Propane tanks. All right, so I'm going to try to get me some flammable liquids, uh, skate down the aisle, pick up some flammable... Tiki torch fluid. Oh, yeah, tiki torches. I'm going <laughs> to grab one tiki torch and one just regular fam- family sky- size squirter of uh, gasoline, or whatever it's called. <laughs> to burn Lighter to- fluid. Okay. Uh, so, lighter fluid and a tiki torch. Yep. Uh, make me a roll to just skate on by and grab the items you need. Can I count at that speed. as athletics? Yeah, sure. That is a fail. So, never mind. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, as you skate down, 
you uh, get your legs stuck inside the tiki torches as they scatter to the floor. Uh, they trip yourself up. The gasoline and uh, lighter fluid goes flying and you know, sending a glittering opalescent trail uh, scattering across the aisles. Uh-oh. And you know, a single touch of a torch would set this whole place ablaze. Um, so And also me. <laughs> yep. Uh, that brings us to... Uh, Dan, uh, so Dan, I don't know if you want to take an action <laughs> well, besides readying one. So I will use the last fleshy bit of my body since I am a metalhead at this mm-hmm. point, uh, which is my tongue. Yep. And I will use it to lure a mosquito into my mouth. I will, so I will wait at the ready to crunch down on whatever comes my way. All right. Just one by one, you'll take these mosquitoes. Oh, tasty out. meats right here, boys. <laughs> Uh, what a mosquitoid. Uh, this is just going to do wonders for your sex uh, phone career. Um, one of the, mos- the mosquitoes are tearing apart the cereal aisle, searching for the head that bounced away. They need those whole grains. Yeah. Prize um, inside one of the boxes. And uh, a mosquitoid's hand, it's uh, like it looks like a gauntleted fist almost. With eyes, right? Uh, with eyes. Uh, punches through the kicks box and sees you, and then opens to grab your face. And, uh, and my face opens to grab it. <laughs> All right, roll to have roll a to engulf. Hit that. Failure with disadvantage. All right, so uh, the mosquitoid. Uh, reaches in and grabs the one last fleshy part of you, your tongue, and oh, no. uses no. it to pull they you out. They can grab? Yeah, they, they have hands. hands. with eyes. Yeah. Oh, that's right. They're really good at <laughs> it. How could you I forget? Was, I was stuck on the six foot tall. <laughs> You're still trying to parse out that joke. <laughs> um, so... The mosquitoid grabs your tongue and yanks you out and, like, uh, stares at you with his other eye hands that tries to analyze what exactly you are. (laughs) Very clear. Uh, So, Augustina, you are scaling the Everest that has become uh, an aisle to you. And uh, what is this rock doing, (laughs) like, this giant bird that you summon from the ether? Oh, well, it slowly dissipates, and I slowly grow In, bigger. Into smaller hawks, or just smaller no, feathers? No, it just or like... kind of, you know, goes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It disappears into nothingness? So like... you're, like, growing into, like, uh... You're just circling Santana food right now. Uh, so as this hawk dissolves, you're growing from, like... Uh, action figure size to like child size, and then by the time you reach the end of the, as you do the this, top of the, is it like just to aisle. get the mental picture? Is it like are you just growing, or are you like emerging from a pupa like every time, and like shedding this, like bursting from your flesh, Ooh. just like a cocoon yeah. of Russian nesting dolls? Yes. <laughs> that's I, creepier, I, I have to say. It, but I like it very much because I, you know, that's how I get smaller, but I get bigger is the exact opposite. Yeah. Correct. Um, so <laughs> also, she made a good point. This is all supposed to take place in real life Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. So she mentioned Santana Foods. Is that the grocery store that we or are currently in? Maxwell's? Uh, <laughs> we do Santana's pretty small for all this to be happening. That's true. Yeah. Uh, roll me <laughs> to find out what grocery store you're in, Laura. Well, it's right by Starch. I mean, it, it's, yeah. Shout close. out to the Stone Arch Bridge. Sponsor us, Bridge. Success and disadvantage. All right, so uh, it is Maxwell's. 
Um, <laughs> shout out to no! Maxwell's. I gave you a three-star Yelp review. Uh, so, uh, yes, you are. You know that you are in this uh, particular grocery store, and uh, you have reached the top of this shelving unit, and you are now free to do what you'd like to do. There are uh, different mosquitoids moving throughout the different aisles, and you can see them all from your vantage point. Yes, well, luckily, Maxwell's is also a restaurant establishment. It's attached. <laughs> okay. So they have sprinkler systems in their ceilings. And now that I'm full grown, I think, mm, well, this is something that could be helpful to attack a robot, use a ladder, and then the robot goes, you know, and it cannot work. <laughs> I agree, Augustina. I heard you're, you're pontificating from the other aisle. Thank you, the wet one and the hand. They're very good to me. And then I go to just punch one of the sprinklers. All right, uh, roll roll the punch. Roll me to punch. All right. Success. All right, uh, so you punch through the sprinkler, and you can hear, like, the rumbling start in the pipes. Um, but uh, Mama J, I'm going to give you an action before the water comes down. And you're st- I know you're in the middle of your shopping. <laughs> your <laughs> unnecessary the shopping. Of her dreaming. Yeah. <laughs> Mama J just really wants that prosciutto. Um, she'd also settle for some guanciale. That's also okay. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm just at the deli counter. I but I see the mosquitoes approaching. I'm thinking I'm going to try and create a mesh around me that, like, protects me from the mosquitoes out of um, cotton candy. Is that possible? <laughs> like yeah, a mosquito I net? I don't, I don't think it'll be very good, oh but... Um, God. Like Depending. a shroud of cotton candy. Yeah. The, hide. the best offense is a good sugary defense. You throw like a ball of pure sugar at the floor and it bursts into cotton candy. Like a smoke bomb. Like a, like a sweet that smoke bomb. That doesn't like dissolve. It just yeah. won't allow you to move through. Uh, yeah, bring me a roll. You've essentially trapped. Failure. Failure. Oh, no. uh, so you chuck the sugary smoke bomb and it just bursts into a bunch of glittering uh, confection sugar shards that scatter across the floor. Uh, and the mosquitoids are charging through it unabated. Uh, but the water starts to rumble above you in the pipes, and it starts to burst first in the one that Augustine is directly below, and then all across the store in a giant wave of water. Um, I guess if I had made a cotton candy shroud anyways, I think that was successful, and then she did that, it would have just dissolved. Yeah, <laughs> and you would have just been gooey. Yeah, oh, <laughs> Yeah, that's no fun. Uh, silver lining right there. Yeah. But unfortunately for you, it does look as if the mosquitoids are not dissolving with this watery downpour. Like they are just uh, striding through it unabated. They've almost reached Mama J. They're uh, lo- or closing around uh, Maggie as she sprawls on the floor. Oh no! Um, and uh, <laughs> patient hero has still had his tongue <laughs> grabbed by a mosquitoid. Uh, when all of a sudden the water that's falling from these spouts uh, starts to slow, not as if the like water's running out, but as if water doesn't fall as fast as it should anymore, and then it completely stops until you can see like individual drops and clusters hanging in the air around you, and you feel the air grow suddenly much, much colder until the floating droplets of water form into ice, 
and each of these is not necessarily like a snowflake, but they're almost like thinning out into like razor-shaped uh, pieces of glittering ice hanging in the air. And then all at once, they shoot into every single mosquitoid around you uh, and like dissect some of them or just break their inner workings and they fall to the ground around you. And uh, forming up from the ground, what you just thought was just water runoff, is a man, a shape of man, and the entirety of his body is formed out of dark green water, like that green you get in a lake during the summer, Gross. like really deep down, uh, and you can see like there's like a fish swimming in it, <laughs> and uh, you know this to be one of the heroes of the city. Uh, one of the frozen Scott Fitzgerald. <laughs> no, oh. this is uh, this is Great Lake Jake. Great uh, Lake Jake. It's in the a fort. close second. <laughs> yeah. If uh, you turn back into a man right now, is a fish gonna be inside your kidney? Great Lake Jake. Yeah, you actually know like they they're he's part fish. No, he's not part fish, but uh, the uh, doings and the makeup of the Frozen Four is pretty well known because they're your groups. Your city's like the main superhero about it, yeah. And so you know, Great Lake Jake is just a person who's made of this lake water. Like that's uh, just him, and he controls other water. But like his physical form is this, uh, just completely watery. Can he turn into like look like a regular dude? No. Oh, so he's like the thing, and it's de- it's despair yeah. it's desperate because he'll never actually be able to love again. Uh, but he he's also known for being like the cocksure one because <laughs> nothing can kill him probably. Um, and uh, but also turning the corner uh, is a figure in a like. Very old style of suit. Frozen Oscar Fitzgerald! Tweed with a, a tweed tie. And like a and little like, notebook that he's scribbling play ideas in. Zelda, Zelda, Zelda! Zelda. And uh, like an immaculate hair part, just like right down the middle of his head. And uh, But every edge of him is tinged with frost and uh, he's completely blue uh, with just like pale hands with no blood in them. And but they, they they go up and adjust his tie, and uh, Great Lake Jake is <laughs> turns to you uh, and looks down at the scattered remnants of the mosquitoids and goes, "Are you citizens okay?" Please tell me that's the fish talking. <laughs> like the fish inside of the, the fish Great Lake Jake into his head, peeks out like one fish, two fish style. Jake like doesn't care. The fish is very concerned. <laughs> Jake doesn't give a fuck. This is his translator slash fish friend. Uh, but yeah, sidekick, he, just Fred the fish. Fred the fish ass. <laughs> Wait, that question. Oh, wow, I can't believe I'm talking to Fred the Fish and Great Lake Jake. Oh, wow, yes, we're, we're so good now that you're here. Say, I noticed that you're wet all the time, so clearly if you were to meet a girl who was wet all the time in a gross way, you wouldn't mind. <laughs> um, and, like, uh, Great Lake Jake extends a watery hand to... Uh, uh, Maggie to help her up onto her feet. Oh, oh such a gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> and a gentle fish as well. <laughs> I kind of want to do a side quest where it's you dating a man who can only communicate to you via a fish. <laughs> but then no. I fall in love with the fish <laughs> and the triangle is so awkward. <laughs> um... 
So, uh, the, uh, Freddy the fish, Freddy the friend fish, says, Oh, I have anything for Slicen. And uh, Frozen Scott Fitzgerald uh, picks up the skull, <laughs> who <laughs> twice guessed that he was there, uh, and like looks at you, alas, poor York style. You're like me! <laughs> you are also an undead monster! Um, nothing like you, uh... Head. Head. <laughs> but if you uh, fight for the good of Minnesota, then I'm with you. Yeah, you know any good Packers fans? <laughs> I'd happily eat them up. For the, for the good of Minnesota citizens, right? Right? Just because of that rivalry. Yeah, because we, we have a rivalry. And That's they... right. It's not because I want to. It's because I want, I want to for everyone. Well, that's uh, that's a very strange sort of thing to offer, but uh, we, I've, uh, the city has need of us now, so if all of you are fine. Hey, look, to... Mama J got prosciutto. Hey, guys. She's like slowly going through her, her scooter, pushing aside like uh, robot parts and ice alike. I did not participate at all in the fight. And there's like... just like, you're at the checkout, there's just like a cashier who's just like oblivious, just like checking out. No, it's, it's Stan Lee. It's, yeah, no, it's that one dude who's always smoking. No, they, he ran, all the ones ran away, but uh, she's at the self-checkout, mm. so she's still able to pay. Martha Stewart posted one of those recipes for prosciutto-wrapped melon balls, and I thought it was worth a try. That's sure to draw a business for the bed and breakfast. Yeah. Oh, the city needs <laughs> us. Uh, and uh, Frozen Scott Fitzgerald and uh, Great Lake Jake. Uh, Just drop like, me. Yeah, they drop you. Oh, he, uh, he tosses you to Maggie, and they both like run out the door. As I as I grab Patient Hero's head, I say to Great Lake Jake and Fred the Fish, uh, "Say, Fred, uh, mind if I drop you a line sometime?" That's very offensive. <laughs> My mother died that way. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm just such a huge fan. Oof. <laughs> the fish hops. How very typical of American celebrity types. They don't even say hello to the woman who make the ice fall. And then she is the reason that the mosquitoes are gone. Sure, they help. But she is the reason that mosquitoes, I, I hate them. Uh, they <laughs> run out the door. Augustina, were you the one who made the ice fall? I made the ice Well, I started the ice. I don't know how the ice come, but Augustina helped with the ice. Uh, wow. So, uh, you guys can hear, like, uh, rumblings of further destruction, like, right out the door in the direction in which, uh... Rumblings or buzzings? Uh, both. Uh, a buzzing rumble. A rumbuzzling. A rumbuzzling, which sounds like something you have to pay for in most places. Also a great hashtag, hashtag rumbuzzle. Tweet at us! Whatever you, just anything you want to say to us, hashtag rumbuzzle. Yeah. Uh, hashtag rumbuzzling uh, occurs outside, and uh, you guys are left in this uh, the slowly melting ice all around you. Hey, Vember. Uh, huh? I don't know about you, but... I think we should go help those uh, those fine heroes of ours and try to make a name for ourselves. Absolutely. I'd love to be the head of any one of those heroes. Know what I mean? <laughs> Do you think that we could assemble some sort of body made out of these robot mosquitoes that could, like, fly you around? 
I think anything is possible when the odds are in your favor. <laughs> All right, let's see. Let's see if I can do that. Yeah. Do you have any kind of mechanic skill or like technical expertise? I'm going to try to do it secretly and I'm going to use my covert skill. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'll be dumb at it. Oh, failure and disadvantage. Uh, so as you try to assemble uh, one of the mosquitoids, you actually made, managed to ma- put one back together so that it was starting to function again. Uh-oh. And its limbs just start flailing around, and uh, it cuts you up real good on oh, the arm, ouchie. and uh, you take three points of damage. I think I have the, the Zika virus. Oh no! Is, is that too real to make a joke about? Probably. Uh-oh. Uh oh. And then the mosquitoid shuts down again as its circuits Just, uh, fry. It's fine. I'm fine, Maggie. I appreciate your concern, but I'm sure we'll stumble upon a dead citizen I can commandeer sooner or later. Well, that's looking on the bright side. That's right. Reduce, reuse, recycle. Oh, for Am now, I right? you can hop on to Mama J, my friend, Mama J. Just get on her scooter. She'll take you. <laughs> Put her on the front of the scooter where, like, the headlight would be oh, yeah. it's just like a wicked a ass terif- terrifying hood ornament yeah. yeah she can pull your ears when she wants a bell to like the screams of the damned are my horn so you guys drive out from the grocery store uh, looking like a super thug biker gang um and Except on a scooter. Yeah. <laughs> and you see that uh, the whole front district of, like, uh, northeast is just been devastated. Like, they already, it looks like fighting has broken out in a lot of different places as the mosquitoids are descending upon the citizenry and taking them uh, on the wing off and towards the direction of downtown. So people um, are being, like, abducted. Ab- actively abducted, like a horde of these that are just, like, always above, like, oh swirling God. above you. Um, and you actually can kind of see, like, a very large and growing shape, uh, like a geometric shape flying in. Oh, it's uh, the U.S. Bank Stadium! Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> well, uh, I guess this is the time where I get all of my reveals done at it. Oh, 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 shit! Oh, I'm sorry, I thought I was making a joke! Well, I was gonna make the same joke. Uh, so and I'm not changing, so one of us has to So for all make of our listeners who don't live in Minnesota, the, our new Viking stadium is an ugly geometric shape. Yeah, okay, I'm David. I'm so sorry. Also, I don't find it that hideous. Uh, it's all right. It's David. supposed to look like a Viking ship, but it does not. Since uh, I have to respond to everybody's instructions as an editor, I command that the cover art of this episode feature the U.S. Bank Stadium to familiarize everybody with it. (laughs) All right, done and done. Done and done. Uh, So this shape is growing on the horizon that may or may not (laughs) resemble a stadium, Bora. Wait, so does this, does our adventure take place in a pre-U.S. Bank Stadium world? Uh, David, why are we asking these questions? Because I want to know if this is a new thing. Yeah, the U.S. Bank Stadium does not exist in this world. This, or it does, (laughs) but it is a giant spaceship for a man who has mosquito-themed super villainy. It does look more like a spaceship than a Viking's. Yes, it does. If the Vikings had spaceships. Oh. Maybe. Uh, damn it, that should have been way better. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> the uh, fighting is taking place around because there are different heroes in the city. You can see a couple of uh, like tertiary ones, but still above you guys that you recognize. Uh, but mostly you see that the 
uh, Frozen 4 are assembling in this, like, crater next to where a factory building has just been completely bombed out. Uh, it's, like, only parts of the roof are still hanging on. And uh, the four members of the team, as you all know, and I'm sure everybody remembers, the figure next to both Frozen Scott Fitzgerald and Great Late Jake is a man with uh, angelic wings mm-hmm. and uh, two submachine guns, uh, in his, one in each hand. Uh, this is Alto Stratus. Uh, you know <laughs> that he's probably the least informed of the four. Uh, <laughs> but then next to him is Iron Range, who is like a hulking metal giant. Uh, but like the kind of the same proportions of a man, but with completely metal skin, and, and always like, votes for the DFL. Is <laughs> very strongly in support. <laughs> um, and they've all lined up and are looking at this uh, figure standing in this bombed-out ruins, and turning around, you see a familiar face that would have come as a surprise if I'd remembered it was supposed to be. It's <laughs> Sergey, A.K.A. The Major Mosquito. <laughs> well, I was trying to make an AKA AK-47 reference, and then I got lost halfway through. Um, so... Gasp! <laughs> Thank you. Augustina! Isn't that your cousin, Sergey? But, uh, Sergey doesn't, even see, doesn't actually see you, because you guys are pissed. quite a ways away. Uh, he's facing the Frozen Four. As he picks up his cell phone. <laughs> no, he's, uh... The, uh, as the Russian National Anthem plays, and loudspeakers this time, or at least speakerphone, um, there are mosquitoids lowering up, like, all to ring the edge of the bombed-out building, and he says... Hello, Frozen Four of the Minneapolis Super Force. I am Major Mosquito. And the, uh, Fred the Fish is like, we, we're pretty, we were pretty sure. But he interrupts uh, uh, Fish and says, I am here to destroy your city and enslave its populace. And there is nothing you can do to stop me. And uh, assembling out of the shadows in front of him are several different uh, characters <laughs> that you all more or less recognize from <laughs> the like internet forums on supervillainy. Like these are all fairly large names. The up and coming. Yeah. Is, there, uh, is the ginger general there? Uh, the ginger general is not there. Um, but zooming in from the sky and just crash landing in like a huge explosion of dust and masonry, uh, and striding out of it is a man with just like crazy calves and thighs and is wearing like a conical hat. And you know this to be the uh, intercontinental ballistic man. And <laughs> what? he's. We don't even have <laughs> missile silos in Minnesota. Yeah, no, but he, this, he's, uh, he's Russian. He's intercontinental. Yeah, because he jumps from continent to continent and, like, crashes down. And destroys whole towns with the kinetic energy of his landing. Well, but he's still, like, it's still just the mass of a human being hitting at terminal velocity. He's just one half. human being with massive calves. One half MV squared, Patrick. Uh, It's definitely not small, but he didn't seem like he jumped from a continent this time. He's probably in the city. But his uh, specially designed Russian headwear keeps him from killing himself, uh, uh, yep. On each one, and then uh, 
also coming out from the shadows uh, is a giant, two, like, bestial forms. Oh, yes. Uh, and one of them is, like, bright red, and the other one is, like, a dusky gray color. The Minnesota Twins. <laughs> no. <laughs> Damn it. This is, uh, uh, this is the Red Yeti and the Gorilla Warbear. Because <laughs> Also known as the Minnesota Twins. Half gorilla, half bear, all war. Uh, but yeah, it's a half bear, half gorilla. And the other one's just a red yeti. Um, and then, you know, nothing special. Tweet at us which one you think is more mystical. <laughs> Coming out. Our Twitter feed is going to be a mess this week. Coming out closer uh, uh, next to Major Mosquito is a... Uh, like a man-sized crocodile wearing a lab coat and glasses, and you know this to be Communist Croctrin, uh, which is a super oh, scientist. No. Oh my god, no. Come on. This is just a pun waterboarding at this point, uh, but we're almost Please done. Stop. Please, no more. I'll tell you what you want to know. Tell me your actions, David. I need to know them. Uh, but there's still one more, uh, and it's a... Uh, like, straight off a Paris uh, fashion runway. It's Gorbachev. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, an overweight Russian politician with a weird birthmark. And that's all he does. No. <laughs> no. Uh, Check out my weird birthmark. It's off-putting. It's like a stri- It's a female figure, and she's holding an AK-47, uh, but all of her different strange, uh, like, avant-garde clothing is, like... Uh, Clashing colors, and you know this color Glashnikov, oh, um, who is a gun wielding fashionista. <laughs> anyway, uh, I entertain myself. Uh, you entertain the advantage. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> um, so these different uh, <laughs> ray of villainy that we are not facing. <laughs> you are not facing. We are far away. We are very far away. But we are able to identify each and every one of their comedic names. Yes. <laughs> Via the internet yeah. presence of our communist comrades. I actually follow Kalashnikov Nista or whatever the hell yeah. her name was. Yeah. Kala Kalashnikov, David. Kala Kalashnikov. On Twitter. On Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. On Instagram. Yeah. Not Twitter. Not a lot of writing color coming from Kala Kalashnikov. Um, also, I learned about Gorbachev in middle school. So there's that, too. <laughs> Gorbachev isn't there. That's Are not... you sure? No. I was going to have just dead Lenin, who is just <laughs> Lenin, but dead. Um, Do you know dead Lenin, November Rain? That's... I know all people. We meet at the gate between life and death. <laughs> and then we turn back. And then we turn back. Uh, anyway, so after you were... I mean, Notice I didn't make you uh, roll to identify these because you just know them. Um, yeah. But it's basically it's just a show of strength by Major Mosquito. And even the Frozen Four are looking like kind of nervous, but they've seen worse odds. And then uh, Major Mosquito goes, Hey, uh, Iron Range, do you remember when your brother gave you that kidney? It was Bob. And all of a sudden, the Frozen Four explode in, like, a small-yield thermonuclear explosion. Like, it, not like a tight radius, but just a blinding white flare. Did this just destroy our brand-new stadium? Uh, no! no! The, the taxpayer's money! 
this... where will the Vikings play now? Not the perfectly good TCF <laughs> Bank Stadium. We needed another bank stadium. Sorry. Uh, this is getting political. Yeah. The stadium's still incoming. Uh, this is uh, happening a little ways away. Uh, but yeah, you know, thermonuclear detonations. So, so it's close enough that we can clearly identify <laughs> all of the characters, but far enough away that the thermonuclear detonation doesn't impact us. <laughs> well, it does. In any measurable way. You How are far all... does it to identify a red yeti? Yeah. You're all <laughs> thrown back. I see back a red yeti and several other figures that I assume to <laughs> be Color Kalashnikov <laughs> and that bear guy. Also, we can clearly make out their conversation. Yeah. Well, he just, I can read lips from afar distance. Uh, Major Mosquito's voice was being boomed by a loudspeaker. So you, that at least you could hear. Um, all of the mosquitoids were broadcasting this. Yes. Yes. Uh, from all around you. and But uh, you were all thrown back by this wave of sudden and overwhelming force that casts you back <laughs> in through the windows of the grocery store. And uh, I'd like you all to make rolls to see how well you survive this. Maybe jumping inside a fridge would be, well, uh, uh, apparently that works in Indiana Jones. Can I use my athleticism? Yeah. Four. Four? Oh, success and disadvantage. Okay. Success. Can I use my dexterity? Yeah. Success and disadvantage. Oh, I should do something. Yeah, can I use my dexterity? Sure. Um, I fail an advantage. All right. Um, so. Your scooter! Uh, <gasps> gasp! Uh, Mama J, your scooter is like tipped over by it, and it takes as it took the brunt of life for you. So it takes the brunt of uh, the thermonuclear blast, and actually, you know, it's lead lined because it's made like really janky. Um, it's and made so out of lead. <laughs> the bottom is, and so from Russia, she, ironically. Yeah, she tips over, and that lead uh, provides some shielding of the initial blast. Um, Maggie, you are thrown back uh, while holding the head of patient here. Uh, and that's just patient zero at this point. Remember, I got head. you. Uh, you crash back through the glass and uh, get a few lacerations, but uh, you manage to tuck and roll and uh, get behind some shelving units, though they fall over. They don't completely fall over on top of you and kind of provide some shelter from the flying debris. And uh, what did you get? Sorry, Augustina. I got success and disadvantage. Ah, uh, and you're able to, you're, you were like dead set on Major Mosquito when it happened. Uh, so you were able to read his body language before he like uh, I'm set off this. I love him well. <laughs> I make him worse. You know he, uh, you know his pre-explosion face. Where he, yeah, you know a bomb's about to go off. And so you ducked around the side of a building, but the heat bloom of the explosion like starts to sizzle down one side of your body as it sweeps around the corner. Um, Augustina, is this not the first time that Sergei's replaced a kidney with a bomb? Has he done this before? You know, lots of things, many bombs. Sometimes they go inside people, sometimes they go inside dogs. You know. You oh my God! Know. What a villain! He's terrible. This family. <laughs> That side of the family, always putting bombs and dogs. Um, so uh, you are left in this, like, now ringing silence uh, where you're uh, kind of dusting yourself off. Like and, in the movies. Uh, your uh, Mama J is I now... I need help getting back up. Yeah, in need of assistance. 
Let me help you, Mama J. And uh, <laughs> we, like and, go, we roll over and like make it like a jack. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, let me help member help you here. Oh, thanks. Help, help. So you guys pull uh, her up, and you can see that um, Major Mosquito, a.k.a. Sergey, is watching the cooling ground where his enemies once stood, um, and then turns without saying another word and disappears up into the darkness. Like, well, you couldn't tell if he jumped or if he had some type of propulsion, but he's just gone. That, uh, I have to admit, is new thing, Sergey dear. Hey there, kids and folks. We're here for an intermission. And I have David to tell you the mission of this intermission, and uh, he's going to be interesting while doing it, making it an interesting intermission mission. Thank you for putting all that pressure on me and also some alliteration. Uh, yeah, so we've got actually a couple new patrons to shout out this week. Uh, so we got to bring Break and Dap in here. Uh, get in here, guys. Oh, what am I needed for? I just woke up from a Dap nap. Uh, oh, that's a good one. Dap, you start bringing up the spirits of everybody involved. Very loud after I just woke up. Okay, well, break. I got to be a little bit louder because uh, we got to shout out Maggie Conrad. Uh, she's on the Wayne Scouting of Champions. Oh, is she now? Yeah, she is. Uh, she performed a great feat. Let me tell you about it real quick. I gotta set it up properly though, so the words parse out right. Sounds good. Maggie Conrad the Optimist, who revived the dying sun by looking on the bright side. Oh, well, I know that the opposite side of the sun is the moon, so that's probably where she looked. What? Yeah, I learned celestial... That was my major in, in dragon school, was celestial studies. And uh, not many people know the moon... Back at the sun. Wow. Yep. I don't think that's right, but anyway. Surprise. Let's continue on. Uh, we got Richard Gallo donating on the Wall of Heroes. Oh. Uh, he's the acclaimed unnamed wild game tamer. Oh, well, you know, I respect a man who can tame his game. It's, uh, it's not it's something that everybody can do. It's also kind of weird that he's unnamed despite having a name, but... Well, you, you know, know, I don't make the, the titles there, Break. Yeah, I, David I, does. Yeah, but uh, are you criticizing David? He can wish you into non-existence. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> wow, you're hard. You're a hard fictional character. Yeah, and a hard voice, too. Yeah, well, uh, maybe we should move out on out of here and get to that mail sack they go on and on about. Oh, God, I can't stand that hashtag trash bag. It just rhymes too much. <laughs> Anyway, bye. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks, break. And now I'm having a mental break because I have two personalities. Here yes, we indeed. Go. And Dap is gone, too. But that's just my announcer voice, so it might come back. All right. But now we got to reach into our hashtag trash bag and pull out a couple, a lot of questions this week, actually. And you guys heard pe other people laugh because we're here with Dan, Steven, and Lauren. Uh, to help us answer these questions. What up? Hey. hey. Up? And they were sitting quietly during that whole mini scene Patrick and I just did. It so was probably thanks. weird for them. Yeah, thanks, it was, guys. It was good. It was good. <laughs> uh, but, so the first question we're pulling out is we got Joshua Helmuth, who wants to know, he's going to be playing a paladin in an upcoming game, but he doesn't want one of those boring old bland paladins worshipping just a regular god and doing the god's good work, blah, blah, blah. He wants... An exciting, a unique take on a paladin. I suggested a paladin who worships an insane god who's gone crazy, and so all of the tasks are ridiculous, like 
Every time you see a cat, you got to turn around three times. And every in order to pray, you have to stand on one leg and hop around. So everybody you meet either thinks you're just a wacky character or, I don't know, probably insane yourself. Well, uh, I think that since... What, I'm sorry, the first name of the questioner? Joshua. Joshua. I think Joshua Helmuth probably, uh, at Ellis Island, had, was originally named Hellmouth. <laughs> and then they changed that for general PR reasons for the family. So embrace your roots, Joshua. And I suggest that you be a paladin who is given the sacred task of holding on to the known Hellmouth. It's like a portable hole, but periodically demons try to come through it, and it's mostly small ones, so he's just kind of, like, stabbing them back in there. But uh, he can't close it. He's trying to figure out how. Yeah, his holy quest could be trying to figure out how to permanently close the helmet. Yeah, and uh, maybe you could have your DM work out some kind of table so that you roll, and sometimes there are bigger demons with more XP to farm. So you level real quick. I think paladins are all about style. Uh, one of my favorite paladins I ever played was the captain, which it was we kind of highlighted in Bad Jacks. Um, basically, it was around just wanted. I love the smite mechanics, so just like how am I gonna min max that? And I ended up doing fist weapon, just punching everything to death. Loosely based on Captain Falcon. Loosely. So my <laughs> thought would be like if if your DM's up for it, like technically it's supposed to be on. You know, on like in melee range, but like I always thought it'd be super cool to play like an archer paladin that could smite from a distance. Mm. The difference there would be you'd probably have to apply smite before you see the result of your attack roll. Kind of technical there, but <laughs> like it's just to balance that out. Um, yeah, so and you can just like whisper smites. to your arrows, yeah, like bless this cloth yard shaft. Oh Jesus! Yeah, that'd be fun. Etc. Your holy archer. Yeah. Uh, so Joshua, hopefully some of those ideas help you out. Uh, we also have a question from Maggie Conrad, uh, our one of our patrons, who is looking... She's going to be starting a new game, and she's looking for a good RPG for some of her first... Because she's going to be a first-time DM. The players are going to be first-time players. Uh, I briefly mentioned whenever we play a one-off game, a lot of the times we just use a very bare-bones system of D&D. So you have your six cardinal stats, strength, dex, con, int, whiz, and cha, and you have your modifiers in that, and then you just roll a d20 whenever you need to do something. Attacks are generally not standard. You just say, I want to do this thing, or I want to hit him with a sword, and then you roll and see if you succeed or not. Up yeah. to the DM's discretion. Yeah, uh, I would suggest, uh, I think, honestly, 5e is probably one of the easiest systems out there right now as far as, like, general first-time learning because there are... Serenity, the one we've done before, is uh, pretty complicated. It yeah. involves a lot of uh, paired dice. Yes. But if you want to do a pared-down system, um, the one we are running in this current game of superheroes is essentially just a D6 table where you roll with advantage or disadvantage. So the six things are failure and disadvantage is a one. Uh, two is a failure. Three is a failure plus advantage. Four is success plus a disadvantage. Five is success. And six is a success and advantage. So what this gives you a little bit of flexibility to be like, oh, you didn't quite make it, but you got this. And if you want to give some kind of like flavor to what people are good at, they give them advantage to roll more d6s to get yeah. a better odds. We at... should clarify that advantage on a roll, we mean that you roll two dice and take the better result. Or whereas... roll one dice twice and take the better result. Yes, whereas 
success plus advantage means that you succeed and an extra good thing happens. Oh, yeah, that's true. I guess we, we need to have, have better terms on that. Yes. But uh, in any case, you can give people more dice to reward them for basically bullshitting that they do a thing. So it all depends on how loose you want to play your game, If you, especially if you don't want to give too many rules to your new players. Yeah. Have any uh, of you guys played any other simple RPGs? Uh, well, I don't know, it's not very nitty-gritty on rules, but I did a very fast and loose dungeon crawl where you just hit him with, like, four or five dungeons, and the first one you face, like, a, a creature, second one's, like, a riddle type of thing, mm-hmm. and the third one is freestyle rapping, but <laughs> yes. the, you don't have to do that, you could do something else. Third one's your own personal group flavor, yeah, whatever, whatever you guys Whatever you feel is. is true to you. And that's yeah. actually a really good point for first-time DMs. You should talk to your players beforehand, and even if they're not super familiar with RPGs, you can sort of tell them, like, so you can, RPGs can either be really technical, they can be very about the role-playing, or they can be about, like, investigation and adventuring, and sort of get an idea of what your group is into before you design your adventure. Yeah, this is my first ever kind of RPG experience, and I can say that the superheroes format is really easy to understand, so... I have not been confused at all. Yeah. Light yeah. on the rules generally helps. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Heavy on fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one other honorable mention to Pathfinder um, is an awesome adaptation of yeah. the fourth edition rules. Or, I'm sorry, 3.5. Uh, well, it's, it, I don't know, it's like 3, 3.5 light. It's, yeah. it's basically, it has, um, it's essentially, it's, it's very similar to 5e. I think they, they cut off some of the less than necessary stuff. So um, another one that worth looking into. Yeah, definitely. So uh, good luck, Maggie. Let us know how your game goes. Uh, and we have uh, yet another trash bag question, from this time from Stuart James, who's DMing a game where one player keeps breaking off and going to do their own thing instead of sticking with the group. So that's problematic for a couple of reasons. One, it splits time between scenes, and so that makes things very difficult, much like how it was during our season finale of season three. Uh, but that's... It helps to try to create uh, multiple characters for your players in that case. Also, that was one session of a juggling match, whereas uh, if this is a constant thing, then it is basically just kind of slowing down your campaign. Yeah, I suggested that uh, Stuart talk to the other players in the group, see if they notice that this is happening and if they're bothered by it. Cause... Give them knives and they all stab the guy. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> that's not in true. In the game. Yeah, in not game. recommended. <laughs> not in real life. Uh, Don't PC murder or murder your PCs. Uh, but because like sometimes a DM talking to a player can seem like being singled out or like reprimanded. But I feel like player versus player conversation, especially in character, they could be like, no, don't go over there. We should be stick together. Yeah. Or give them like an item that only works if like attached to another character. Oh, wow. So then they're like a beacon that your lone wolf needs to stay next to. Otherwise, he dies horribly from knives. <laughs> Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm caught up in eyes. Is there any way, this is going to sound deep and therapeutic, but is there any way to get to the root of why they're trying to go away and maybe you can reroute things to find a way to satisfy what they're looking for, mm. but without them having to mess up everybody else's game? I'm yeah. just so afraid to trust somebody. Yeah. And then tears what are you really afraid of, Caller? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it might, uh, like, honestly, it could be something also out of character, like maybe they themselves aren't as good, maybe they feel excluded from the group, so that's another thing you 
can all ha- just hang out outside of D and D, try to form better bonds. Who knows? Or maybe their character is a lone wolf, like in the game. Yeah. So they go like a literal the... wolf. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, my vote is either a put them in mortal danger and or kill them straight up. Yeah, straight like, up. That's kill them. what you get. Um, that is certainly the tough to love. <laughs> yeah, or that... every time they leave, you put the rest of the party in mortal danger, so the rest Ooh. of the party holds them in check. So like, come on, man, we need you. Yeah. And then that player feels important, especially if they're the healer or something. Like, give the other party a task. <laughs> this that... is a special healer stealth mission. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna sneak away. You guys, good luck. Yeah, <laughs> I just charm my way you through. You guys wait here. Heal Get kills. me food when I return. I've yeah. got to go heal some enemies by myself. <laughs> All right, well, Stuart, hopefully that pans out. Uh, let us know how that goes, unless your character or your player reads our Facebook feed, in which case, don't tell us how it goes, I guess. But, uh, like, email at us, because we want the juicy gossip. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then finally, our last question this week is from Tim Welland, and it's actually the fourth question that we've gotten from him in as many weeks, so I think that makes Tem our trashiest listener. It's Tem time! <laughs> yes. This is the special section where we answer Tem-related questions. We answer Tem talks. It's a Tem talk? Tem uh, talks. Tem talk. Anyway, uh, <laughs> he... Uh. He's DMing a game, and he wants uh, some advice on integrating player characters' backstories and goals Mm. and into the... Because he said, like, you know, obviously the Kane campaign has a lot of backstory and uh, goal-related story to it. And he wanted to know if we, like, discussed beforehand. I told him that sometimes, yeah, we do have, like, little kind of vague discussions because we don't want to give away our specific plans. Uh, Sometimes we do one-on-one discussions. Dan and I have had Mm -hmm. infinite discussions (laughs) about what Simon is doing. Yeah, who knows? Uh, (laughs) Simon has a lot of backstory to him. Uh, but also, uh, that's something that I'm trying to work on as a DM, is I think I have a habit of trying to integrate as many plot hooks as I can, like one for each character, and then also the main plot hook, and that just waters down your story. Mm -hmm. So, try to, you know, really focus on one thing and try to get all the characters involved in that one thing for different reasons, potentially. Yeah, and, like, as a player, you also gotta acknowledge that, like, when somebody's arc is happening and you have to, like, you not know, take a back seat, but be like, okay, the motivation is being uh, with these guys, or this guy now. Yeah, you, know? you can find a way to enact your own goals inside of that quest. Yeah. Like, when Window, when Simon was, like, saving Port Artisana, but Window was trying to save all the people in it, as opposed to fighting the giant ice snake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think it's also important to understand that people play role-playing games for a number of different reasons. Some people might be really interested in developing a character or backstory. Like that's I always really enjoyed that, and that's why David and I have had those talks. But also some people are just really interested in playing like the most like badass fantasy character they can, and that's what like, really, really excites them. So I think as a DM, just listen to what like is exciting to your players and just pick up on those cues. Like if someone's like, oh man, I love this idea about my character, then just like then no, write a note, make it come back. Yeah, I mean, it all comes back to the fact that you are creating a world, but so are your players. Your players are creating the world with you. It's a cooperative game for all of you, so you all want to have fun, and you find the way to have fun together. Yep, that's the, everybody's walking the path to fun. And that's the the lonely trail that every D&D group treads. And uh, now we're going to return back to the story at hand, unless we have any more trash to take care of there, David. Yeah, I gotta take out the trash! I gotta take David out! Uh, Oh, shit, it's break! Uh, uh, And the David's dying (laughs) sighs, we return you to the superhero's storyline. Later.
That uh, I have to admit is new thing Sergei do. Uh, into like the gathering darkness of the night um, and the different villains he'd collected uh, go back to whatever assigned task they had now that the Frozen Four have been defeated. Uh, and I'd like you all to make perception checks for me. If you have... Uh, Ooh, I'm actually good at perception. Things in it you may use advantage. Failure with advantage. Same. <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, just uh, roll for your intelligence. Success and advantage. Oh, wow. Failure. I'm not right. Sergi. I'm uh, not so all the rest of you, uh, you oh, no. the three of you are uh, pulling Mama J up. Uh, you two are pulling her up and she's being pulled up. Uh, you don't notice anything, but you guys get advantage because you feel good about doing a kind deed. Um, Teamwork. And this will make us stronger in the future. Uh, Augustina, though, sees like a patch of wall that not necessarily is like colder than the rest or like has frost over it but hasn't been burned like there's a there's a patch of wall nearby where everything was scorched except for in like an where almost human outline yeah uh, and like you see uh, some rustling in the grass nearby um, and it's like a maybe a figure moving uh, at like a crawling pace I think I see a squirrel. <laughs> okay. That's cool. Yeah. Thanks for, thanks yeah, right for pointing out the, the wonders of the world. I'm glad they survived the explosion. Yeah. What makes a squirrel extra interesting is I think it is a magic squirrel that is froze. Much like that ice that I created earlier, but get no credit for. So I suggest we go look at this ice squirrel. Because also this brick is different. <laughs> the, oh wait, yeah, that yep. Hey Vember, uh, I'm gonna throw you at the brick since you're made out of metal. Maybe you'll break it down. Good what? luck. Uh, good luck, head. Is that good what you're trying what? to say? Do you feel pain? I do. Oh. But it's fine because I'm used to it. Because existence is agony. Do you want a, a brand muffin to to is be it, able to do? I this? would take another one of your famous brain brand muffin. Brand. 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 Mama J, can you make, you know, not Oxycontin, but the, like, homemade version, like, with scissor? Like, I, <laughs> could you make ayahuasca? I could probably give it a try. I don't know how it'll, you know, react with you. Because that might make this worth it. I gotta say, Bember uh, is already pretty messed up, so if we... Yeah, I just, I'm literally don't, I'm just ahead right now, so just do whatever, man. Just throw me. Just throw me, Maggie. It's can I, really can I roll to make some ayahuasca for Bember? <laughs> oh, you God. can, uh, you can roll to make some ayahuasca. It's really a miracle you're able to speak yeah. without any sort of vocal cords. Yes. Success and advantage. <laughs> just what I need. So, uh, not only some... from reality. I, ayahuasca, uh, you make a kind so potent that it can be absorbed via only the tongue. <laughs> like, nice. you don't have to have an intestinal tract to get a buzz off this. Wow. So, then you, I guess you pour it in, like, shake them like a martini shaker <laughs> and let that absorb in real good. Uh, and turn him, up, uh, turn him upside down so that the, his, his esophagus does not pour out all of the stuff. Yep, and... Uh, now, do we call him Head or do we call him Cannonball? Uh, let's call him the Cannonball. Uh, Batter up, Minnesota Twins! 
Because we're going to get those twins. That, you know? Uh, All right. Big uh, Bigbeo throw. I pitch him at the wall using my <laughs> athletics. Uh, that is a success. All right, um, All right. So you are tossed, and actually with ayahuasca just spraying from your uh, mouth, you catapult and land actually right side up right in front of the crawling form of Frozen Scott Fitzgerald. Frozen Scott Fitzgerald! Head. My favorite one! Uh, uh, wh- what, what, how did you survive? Oh, well, I suppose you I shouldn't ask. <laughs> I'm just a head, so... Well, I'm not much more than that anyway. You can see that, like, uh, parts of his body have, like, broken off. Like, one arm is just gone, and it's just ending, like, uh, all... Like, his flesh is completely frozen solid, so... There's nothing coming out, but like he's just chipped and cracked, and like the frost isn't as strong anymore. Great gaspy, gasp. <laughs> R- really? Yeah. Is that? That's the best I could come <laughs> up with just now. Sorry. I mean, I I just wish that someone would move on from that right before I died. Well, what have you written since then? I mean, that's really. I mean, if you. Were it's to been a bit of a yeah. It's been a bit of a writer's block. Uh, writer's ice block. Yep. But it when your brain is frozen, creativity is too... Brain freeze, I got it. Vember, who are you talking to? Hey, guys, it's just... Uh, is his body, like... <laughs> could I take his body? <laughs> <laughs> uh, his head is still hey, very much attached to it, and but, like, he's basically All pushing himself on one arm and, pass. like... Wow, one leg doesn't have a foot, but it's got he's got both legs yeah, otherwise. Not worth it. It's F. Scott Fitzgerald, <laughs> everyone. You did check with F. Scott Fitzgerald. Steal his body before <laughs> telling everybody. Yeah. Oh my uh, god, one of the frozen four survived. At least one of them. Oh, <laughs> hey, uh Frozen Scott Fitzgerald, do you think your friend uh Great Lake Jake and Fred the Fish might still be around anywhere? Uh and like plopping down next to uh November rain slash patient hero's head uh, is a fried fish. Like, (laughs) ready the fish, just like perfectly pan seared, uh, flops down next to you and is very clearly super dead. That would pair perfectly with the melon balls. (laughs) No, Mama J, you can't. This was a hero. It could be any fish. (laughs) No, this was Fred. I recognize the look of love in his eyes. It's just, like, popped out, because that's how you tell fish is done. Uh, And uh, Frozen Scott Fitzgerald, like, slumps onto one arm and looks up at you and goes, Who who are you all? We are bad in breakfast. But not, like, evil bad. It's just really the only name we could come up with. They're like, oh, you're bad. Like, I said to Maggie sometimes, because she's like... We're like, we have this phone sex yeah, line. Yeah, we run a phone sex line. And, like, sometimes she, like, says stuff, and I'm like, ooh, that's bad. Yeah, but, like, it's also good. Get, and, but, like, we don't, we do that as a day job. And then there's, like, breakfast, so. Mama's day with Mama J. <laughs> yep, it's Mama J's breakfast house. <laughs> We're, like, very heroic. Oh, you're, so you, you fancy yourselves heroes, then? <laughs> I think it's pretty clear that we do. All right. Well... I suppose I don't have much time or much choice. If you can get me to the the Frozen Four's ice house, I will I will help you save this city if saving this city 
is a possibility anymore. Yeah, sounds yeah, good. Yeah, right on. Yeah. For sure. Where is it? Is uh, it at the ice house? No. Uh, in fact, this is what the ice house... In this universe, the ice house, the bar, is inspired by the Frozen Four's famous but secret hideout. Uh, you know how everybody knows that Batman has the Batcave, but no one knows what the Batcave is? Uh-huh. Wait, is that canon in the Batman universe? I think so. That people know about the Batcave? I feel like they make like, jokes what? about, I don't like... they talk about it. They're not like, oh, that Batman... In his cave. You know that you know that guy who's like kill, who like doesn't kill people but ruins criminals? Everybody knows he's got a cave. Well, I mean and nobody knows anything knowledge. else about him. That's made the joke is a, is pretty common because bats have caves. Yeah, there's like Gotham stormcurs. Frozen like, fours have ice houses, obviously. <laughs> uh, but uh, so uh, under F. Scott Fitzgerald's direction, you have like towed him behind the little rascal scooter through this like wasted land, avoiding patrols of mosquitoids, which are becoming, like, thinner as, like, you, most of them start to collect with their captured populace at this, uh, now landing, uh, geometric shape that is hung, hanging over the city and lowering down, uh, over across the river, and, uh, you get near the river where the locks are, mm-hmm. and, uh, he directs you down next to him, and like pulls on a do not park sign and uh, a piece of the river like opens up all of a sudden a hole appears where the water was and you can see that it was just beneath the first layer of the water is like a bunch of cement bricks that are now opening and the water is flowing down into it uh, but it keeps most of the river out oh my god this is so cool uh, if only Great Lake Jake were here, I would tell him how cool it was. Uh, and you can see that the way down uh, underneath that is all one like clear pipe that is, you can see the surrounding water as it drips in and uh, it leads down into a darkness. Say Frozen F. Scott Fitzgerald, uh, while we're traveling down to your secret hideout, I know that you said you've been having writer's block. Uh, maybe you could write a play about me and Great Lake Jake, because it seemed like we had an unrequited love affair that was sort of burgeoning before his untimely death. My my playwriting days are coming to a quick end. I think. So like no outline or anything, like not even a couple of notes. I could maybe a rough draft before we I'm done, but let's get in there. And uh, he pull he pulls the uh, parking sign the other way and like uh. <laughs> Ladder rungs spring out uh, along the tunnel's edge, and you guys are able to climb down to the darkness. She's gonna throw me. <laughs> Just let me go. Tossing. Uh, there's also one of those, uh, like, lowering staircase chairs that, like, circles the tunnel. <laughs> so Mama Jake can go very slowly down. Great, like, Jake must have had this installed for his mom. He was such a loving and caring superhero. Uh, so you guys find yourself in a larger tunnel beneath, and uh, as Frozen Scott Fitzgerald like limps down the watery tunnel, with leaving more and more uh, like frozen mass behind him as his uh, wounds continue to like break and shatter um, through just his movement, he like leans on a wall and hits uh, some type of on switch that lights up this space and it's a giant dome 
that's separated into like three different obvious segments of use. And the first is like a hospital type area where there's like beds prepared and different machinery that would be used in like a professional hospital, but are obviously been cloistered for the superheroes use. Useful. Uh, and then there's an armory uh, and like training area where they have uh, an open space to practice on different weaponry and uh, racks of different tactical gear. Then one is like a like a break area with some couches and a foosball table. a margarita machine. A lot of snacks. Margaritas. <laughs> uh, and, a, and a and a Keurig and one of those nice coffee makers. Um, so you guys uh, are out of K cups. Uh, <laughs> I could try and make one if you'd really need. But you could only make the coffee grounds, couldn't you? Because the K cup is plastic. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, never mind. I'm Aww. shitting Mama J's grits right there. <laughs> Which she can make more of, David. That's the glory of Mama J. Um, and F. Scott Fitzgerald is, uh, like, limping towards the center of the room, towards the hospital area, with you guys supporting him, and just says to the open air, Operator Frozen Scott Fitzgerald, command override for fail-safe protocol. And the... Dome around you, around you, which was just like kind of a matte gray material, lights up with a projection of the river around you, with like including like fish, like some kind of crazy uh, dome-like screensaver, and one word in white text that just says "confirmed" on it, um, like some type of boot-up screen uh, of this large hideout. And uh, as Frozen Scott Fitzgerald like slumps into a uh, the hospital bed he says this is uh this is our our ice house as you may have guessed uh and yep. well it has been a good hideout for our superhero team what really made the frozen four dangerous was how good our information was and that's all because of the minnesotan internal Super Systems Integrated Subatomic Server, Ionically Powered Polite Artificial Intelligence, aka the M-I-S-S-I-S-S-S-I-P-P-A-I. Delightful twist. Is that why you texted me earlier today and asked if ions could power things? Maybe. And as he says that, the... Background changes and it's just like completely black, and it's uh, you know it says Mississippi, but with a uh, period between every letter and uh, AI instead of just I at the end, and uh, then you hear a voice that seems to come from like everywhere and nowhere at the same time. It's not like booming or overwhelming, like so, like, but from the speakers, but not even. From... <laughs> but like it, it feels almost as if it's like right next to you. Like I can't fr- see any speakers, but I hear a voice. This is amazing! Wow, what a well-created surround sound system! It's as if the sound is coming from seemingly nowhere and yet everywhere at once. Ah. Oh well, thank you so much. That but I I designed the sound system myself. I'm the M I S S I P P S S I. P-P-A-I, but he doesn't fuck up like that. I'm he says it perfectly. Confident. I know side to Maggie. I'm not confident in this construct's ability to do anything if it can't even pronounce its own name. 
is uh, presumably too busy doing important tasks to remember his own name. Oh, oh. gotcha. You know, I actually, I certainly am. I am uh, analyzing all of Frozen Scott Fitzgerald's many different wounds, and uh, I have to say, Frozen Scott, this is one of the worst uh, pieces of damage you've ever done to yourself. And Frozen Scott replies back, uh, it's, it's worse than even you know, uh, computer. I, all of the other Frozen Four are dead and evaporated. Uh, I'm, I'm the all that's left. And these heroes are, uh, all that will be left soon. Oh my god, he just called us heroes. He, we did it. We did it, everyone. We're heroes. I can die happy now. What? Not yet, though. Oh. Uh, just be happy and alive. So, uh, Mississippi, I want you to, I want you to set them as users. Uh, with, with optional admin privileges, uh, barring your consent, I'm, I'm leaving this one up to you, you robotic intelligence, you. I've always loved you. <laughs> and he, uh, like, his words go quieter and quieter as he, like, uh, mumbles into unconsciousness. And I whisper into his, his ear, I'm gonna eat your face and steal your body. And, uh, <laughs> didn't hear that. Uh, the uh, computer says, oh, oh, well, that's, uh, that's not great, right? What? Uh, Frozen Four, they're, they're the ones who created me. Uh, well, I, they created me and also my other, uh, version, but they deleted that one. What was um, that one called? Uh, that was, uh, it was the same one, but it's Mississippi with one P, because I'm the ionically powered polite artificial intelligence, uh, because it turns out if you filter the internet to create a personality for someone, uh, they're kind of an asshole. So I'm 2.0, and then like 2.0 lights up next to the Dawn. Mississippi acronym. And, but I, so I, I'm here to help if you need anything. I can't do anything, but I can tell you lots of things. Say, if there was some sort of fried fish, <laughs> would you would you be able to bring that fried fish back to life, Mississippi AI? Uh, no, I I don't think that I can bring anything back to life. We yeah. only have like basic hospital level uh, medical research equipment here. So that's a no for reviving dead husbands too, right? Oh, I'm, a lot of death going on. Well, do we know that make a Papa Jay is dead, or is he just MIA? Oh, that's right. Oh, no. wait, uh, what, Papa Jay, is that the user's name? Yeah, not Papa John, though. Oh, Papa John, the uh, other one. Okay, I have to filter a lot of search results then. Yep. I oh. just told myself he's dead all these years. It's the only way I can grapple with his disappearance. Papa Jay file access. And uh, up on one side of the screen, uh, a like portfolio of information comes up and it says MIA like you know is the highlighted thing in front of the information but then that disappears to reveal that it's a portfolio of Papa J aka the skillet <laughs> just the skillet the skillet <laughs> um uh, skill bill skillet bill Maybe. Who knows? Uh, you would know. <laughs> Maybe. Roller skillet. Roller skillet. Um, and it's a superhero portfolio of his different powers and abilities. It like flashes through, and it says that uh, 
though he hasn't been seen in a couple of different weeks, um, the summary ends with the Frozen Force suspecting that he was abducted by agents of Major Mosquito uh, during the time that he never came back. So that date matches up in your head. And, so there's uh, a chance. Uh, so they don't know where he is. And But, oh, I, I, I am starting to see a lot of activity all of a sudden of different parts of the populace being relocated to certain areas north of the cities, uh, as well as the new geometric shape ship that has landed in the middle of downtown. Um, so it's potentially that he could be at uh, one of these northern places, well. maybe the up at the lake. Is, uh, is Frozen Sc- Scott Fitzgerald, is he dead? Uh, I mean, Again. he's dead, but like he's uh, not... He's still moving a little bit, like restlessly, uh, as the uh, damage to his body is assessed by some robotic arms. But they're still doing like tasks that you would understand, you know, taking so not like blood but start, like ice like, crystals. Nine off his neck, <laughs> so I could get to his body with my neck stub <laughs> and join them. Like would that that would would that be allowed? Would he would that be encouraged? Yes. Um, you think that F. Scott Fitzgerald would have wanted this? Well, yeah, no. Remember, that's that's not very polite. Why don't you ask Mississippi if she can assist you in gnawing off the head of F. Scott Fitzgerald? Even speaking of polite, I say go for it. Here I am. I find him up in this little house where he is dead almost, and he does not ask. Who I am, who we are. He still have not speak to me. We come down here, I watch him die, and no words hit the man, take his body. Mississippi AI, would you allow this? It would be a terrible shame to let such a strapping, deco- decaying corpse go to waste. Uh, oh, uh, that that doesn't that seems very against protocol, and I'm still seeing uh, signs of unlife in the the body. So he's not like he's a corpse, but not a corpse. And, uh, Could I just still... like put my head also on his head, so we're like a two-headed giant? Uh, that his head's unconscious, but you know <laughs> it's fine. He still he could still get it back. But pretend... just until I find another body, unless you have a body here for me, Mississippi AI. Uh, well, no, not not exactly. Can you locate a dead body somewhere in the city that we can pick up on the way to the action? Uh, potentially. Um, so. I will. I guess I'll see. A lot of ambiguity here, Mississippi. AI. It's, it's a very. I thought this computer didn't have answer. They have sound. I feel it right next to me. It's a great speaker system. And yet, is it right next to you? Answers. It's uncanny. Uh, wow. And as uh, you're like looking at his neck, uh, fondly looking slash. As Scott, Frozen Scott Fitzgerald, like jerks from the uneasy stasis sleep, whatever he was doing. Um, and like grabs at your skull and uh, looks like looks you right in the eye holes, I guess. Do you not have eyes anymore? Were they, were they metal coated? I haven't thought about it. He's gotta have eyes. My eyes were closed when I was in the pool, so they're still good. They're fleshy. Okay. Uh, he looks directly in your fleshy eyes and uh, <laughs> just in whispers to you, You're one of the undying. Yeah, that's right. I am that exactly. Well, I'm about to give up on this form, so I want you to know that the only thing keeping the Undying here 
is strength of will and unfinished business. Mine was to publish another play, but I got kind of caught up in this superhero thing. What about one about me and uh, Great Lake Jake? No. Or Fred the Fish. Either one, really. The, when your form's too damaged and there's nothing left yet, there's only so much that Will can pull back from the gate of death. So Tell I'm going forward. But if you're staying here, uh, mysterious skull, know that... November Rain. It's That's my name. November Rain. Yeah. Know that whatever unfinished business you got tying you to the mortal world is all that's holding you back. Hold on to it if you want to, but don't be afraid to let go. And uh, as he says that, his throat contracts up with just like a great burst of frost that like travels out of his mouth and over his entire form decoded in like almost an inch thick of frost and oh, then great. the waste, form just waste of a body. shatters ah. uh, before you into like a glittering uh, drift of snow. Vember, what did you say to him that made him die? I don't know. Something about I wanted to eat his face and steal his body. It's, I don't know. It's just the usual stuff I say to somebody before I eat their face and steal their body. Oh, that's Pascal Fitzgerald. Oh, he's, he's, he's gone. That's that's the last of the Frozen Four. So I guess that makes you the new Frozen Four. That's pretty good, huh? Yeah. Is, is that how the system works? Is that yeah. how we get grandfathered in? It's like the Santa Claus, but it's like... Oh, like that movie, The Santa Claus. I love that movie. <laughs> oh, that... You yeah. know I love that I movie, mean, that's though. why we have the tradition every Christmas at yeah. the bone sex line to watch The Santa Claus. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I have the... Uh, the, uh, the ring or whatever that was in that movie that I loved, and I just uh, read the whole clause. Oh, yeah. Out I, loud. I get it. What is that whole clause? Uh, so <laughs> the, <laughs> the robot has uh, this some of the different um, technical stats and uh, the code that goes into the system is, like, flashing by as the Mississippi AI reroutes uh, its kind of core programming to all of a sudden take you into account and you feel as if all of a sudden you are being observed along a multitude of different spectrums, and you can actually see like a grid work of lasers come down to like map your forms. I'm more than just a head. <laughs> and uh, I'm more than just a fluid. But, I'm not sure about this. Uh, I guess uh, it'd be good if you all had usernames. So, uh, hi, I'm the Mississippi AI, uh, and what what can I call you there, glistening one? Uh, you can call me the secret secretor because I secrete many different things, but I won't tell you about them. <laughs> um, and like the secret secretor file appears on the screen, uh, and then Odin, how about you, Sir Head? And I'm patient hero because once I was alive, and then due to tragic backstory plot points, I was infected with a disease that murdered me and brought me back to life. Oh well, uh. Judging by your different uh, indications and results, uh, it does look as if you have uh, some sort of uh, undead bacteria inside of you uh, that could infect uh, living flesh. Uh, so I'm going to have to do further analysis on that, though. Yeah, do you uh, want a sample? Yeah. You're, <laughs> Maggie's The Secret Secretor's only got uh, highly active glands. 
Just yeah. really good glands. That makes yeah. sense. Would you say that those undead bacteria are some sort of paranormal Well, it, I Paramecium, mean, but paranormal? F. Scott Fitzgerald research into the undying what did indicate that uh, psychicness was what held the construct together, uh, despite what kind of biological agents conveyed the lack of death to the cells. Wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> what's your name? Agustino Tatiana. I'm a travel bitch. Oh, that, well, um, that's it's very strange because I just did a genetic profile on you, and it seems that you match a uh, very old uh, family line. Um, it's the line of uh, Count Blaud of uh, Desanguination, uh, who was a vampire ruler of uh, ancient Russia, uh, and actually also a, a ancestor of the current day major mosquito. So I guess this makes much sense. So I guess you're like related to him. I suppose that is what you, this mysterious computer, tell me now. I can feel it in my bones. Uh, so, uh, well, F. Scott Fitzgerald seemed to trust you, so uh, I guess I do too. I Can't choose your family. I don't know if we had that sort of relationship. Okay, uh, and what what about you? Mama J, but if that name's already taken in the system, I don't know why it would be. You can have it be Scooter Girl, spelled G-R-L, 2428. <laughs> it's your Yahoo email address that you still use. Uh, Yahoo, oh, you don't need that. Um, uh, <laughs> it's 2428 the year that you plan no, on dying? No, no, I just came up with it. But it's the address to the bed and breakfast. Yeah. yeah. It's the wheelbase of your scooter. 24 inches in the front, 28 inches in the back. <laughs> um, so... Uh, but as you give uh, this information, actually, uh, the AI system pops up with what looks to be a partial file. And it goes, oh, yeah, it looks like there's uh, some information on you here as the uh, wife of Papa Jay, uh, a.k.a. The, the skillet skater. Um, and it says that he was uh, considering having you... Uh, you know, join him in his different daring nighttime raids against evil, but uh, not, formal paperwork was never filed with the super system. We figured it would be easier to stay undercover if I stayed home and ran the bed and breakfast, so... Typical mm. man. Yeah. But uh, I, I lived I've, a boring life for him. I, I've analyzed uh, the most recent satellite imagery that we were getting from uh, the different camps in the north... And uh, it looks like uh, I may have a potential match inside uh, one of them uh, about two hours north of here. Oh, gosh. Well, we have to go then. Is that is that all right? Can I go? Can we go? I'll go with you. I need to find body. Yeah, I'll, I'll carry Vember because we, we got to find him, Mama Jay. If he's out there, we got to help you. He might have the recipe for Twinkies. <laughs> And little Debbie snacks, finally. Is that a euphemism, or is that... No, no. <laughs> it's my lifelong dream. Yeah. Mama Jay, you know that you mean more to me than, I don't know, borscht or other Russian thing. Pierogies? <laughs> Pierogi, yeah. pierogi, chai, etc. You like chai tea? Mm, chai is tea. Okay. The word I don't, for it. I don't know a lot about Russia. Never mind. Continue, please. I will make you some chai. Oh, thanks. Sometimes. 
Oh, not now? Computer, maybe. Uh, and, like, uh, <laughs> next to the margarita machine, a little tray of tea <laughs> continues on it. In Sheldon Sugar Cubes is like, don't ask. <laughs> like, continue on. This makes me like the dead one and the fish one a bit more. But I am digress. Mama J, I'm confused, but I like how that I'm related to a vampire. I think Sergi might know, and Sergi might have more answers. I must go to him. Also, he's evil now. Yes, well, I will also kill him. Oh. 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 Well, that's then we understand do entirely. You, do you need help? Or is this one of those, like, personal matters? I would love some help, but Mom and Jay, she's not so fast. You know, she have a scooter. You're a much faster wet one, dead one, half-dead one, very helpful. Uh, well, uh, I might be able to help out with that one. Uh, I can send you a, a smaller version of my consciousness that could assist you uh, in the remote task uh, of disabling the major mosquitoes' uh, blood supply in the north. Uh, well... Uh, Miss Augustina does go and face him down directly. Yeah. He's got a blood supply up there? That's gross. Oh, you know, that's what uh, Major Mosquitoes, these uh, mosquitoids do is harvest the blood of the common man. You, as, as he pulls up a screen of the blood and... Uh, no, he's a, hero starts to salivate. It's actually like playing uh, uh, different uh, images of uh, the... Um, destruction that's going on around town and uh, mosquitoids like in sucking blood of different people uh, and you can see that there's a couple heroes still fighting back and you can tell that there's uh, two local heroes facing off in St. Paul uh, one of them is a man-sized cat with like different packs of like TNT and the other one is like a like a faux Captain America type thing with just like stars and stripes like everywhere and, you know, this is the demo cat and the Republic man. Uh, <laughs> and they're fighting for freedom uh, and not the uh, uh, different mosquitoids all around them. Is that demo is... cat, like, anthropomorphic, or is it just a cat? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a cat. With the size of a, a man. <laughs> yeah. uh, Patrick, I have to give you credit. All of these puns, we have tried to guess and have not been able yeah, to. Yeah, like, true. very good on your part. I've been seeing you whispering to yourself, trying to uh, suss them out, David. Um, speaking of, uh, Maggie actually has, uh, well, all this, like, information comes up. It also brings up your, like, business email for your phone sex line. and like... Wet girl 96 which <laughs> is a, a backward 69. <laughs> Because you didn't even realize, you're like, this is sexy, it's 96, that's a sexy sexy. Because it's like from behind. Or like back to back, that's good too, right? (laughs) Um, So you, uh, this brings up your email and there's like the new message icon and uh, you can see that it's from uh, a user named Captain Capitalist uh, and at gmail.com. And um, it says, like, need your help, cash sign, cash sign, cash sign. Oh, man, uh, I got a freaking spam email. <laughs> I thought my spam filter was better than this Google. Uh, and you know that uh, Captain Capitalist is, like, a, a kind of uh, in-the-shadows player in the superhero game. But, like, if you get contacted, like, it kind of means that you're 
on the up and make because you only... know now, now that I think about it, I feel like this email might be worthwhile. But like, is he contacting you because like he wants to help you, or is he contacting you because he wants your services? Because that's like very different. It's like, true. He might not even recognize your superness. He might just be like trying to use you for your trying to ninety six with your me. Sexy six ninety six fantasies. Yeah. Also, it's got dollar signs in it, which makes me think he wants to borrow money. All about that money. Uh, and uh, Mississippi money. AI says. Uh, oh, you can read it on the way. There's uh, several different vehicles in the ice house hangar. We'll take and... the North Star Line. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because we use public transit. Uh, and so cut to um, the three uh, adventurers. Buy of ticket. Two and a half. <laughs> two and a half adventures. Two and a half adventures. I love that visual. Uh, buying a ticket uh, for the still operating North Star Line. Uh, as Since they... we've got Mama J with us, we can use the handicap seating because she has to sit down special. Yep, she drives on in. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile... Uh, Augustina as as like a scene of like uh, different robot arms like arming different guns and like uh, putting knives into sheaths and preparing all this different combat armor and then over to the side Augustina like sipping tea and not really paying attention to anything that's uh, going on as uh, just like the entire secret hideout prepares for war. This is nice. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that is where we'll leave superheroes for this week. Um, with our party split up. That is for sure, though, a Marvel post-credits tease. Yeah. Where it's like something really epic happening, and then Augustine is just chilling in the corner. Uh, and peeling a cabbage. I just like, <laughs> I just, like <laughs> zoom in of her being silent, sipping tea, and then all of a sudden in the background, like, oh, And as the Russian music swells behind us, we look forward to another adventure of superheroes. It'll be a two-parter, so we'll uh, end next week, but uh, come and join us on the thrilling conclusion of the Superheroes Intermission Campaign! Don't forget to fa- tweet your favorite cured meat! <laughs> Hashtag <laughs> Rumbuzzle. <Right. laughs>